0: Psalms 34, excuse me, Job 34, and then Psalms 139. I'm going to be talking about God is everywhere. We're going to continue on our series Experiencing God, and that is the Lord's desire is that we would experience Him. It's not an experience that we're seeking. We're seeking Him, and when you seek Him, you experience Him. When you seek Him, you find Him. So let me ask you a question uh, before we look at our two-opening texts. Have you ever heard the phrase, this must be a God-forsaken place? I mean, sometimes we've even said it in our travels. Uh, heaven, forgive us if we've ever said it about our own home country, about our own home turf. But, you know, we've maybe said it in other places that are desolate or dry or they just look lifeless. We would say, wow, it just looks like this place is even God-forsaken Or have you ever had the thought or even spoken the words that you wonder if God could even fix or dwell or repair or restore, could he even revive a place like this? Could he even be at work in a desolate, dry, barren situation like this, whether it's a location or whether it's a relationship or whether it's your health or your finances, or just your overall quality of life. Have you ever just wondered, has God got the ability, the power, the willingness to make all of this mess something that is fruitful and wonderful? And if you have, you're in good company. I think all of us have made those statements, had those thoughts, or even spoken those words. But I trust as we get into the God's Word tonight that you'll be encouraged That your God is everywhere. And since he's everywhere, that means that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he did yesterday, he can do today. And he'll continue to do until he comes to receive us unto himself. So Job 34 and verse 21 and 22 says, For his eyes are on the ways of man, and he sees all his steps. There is no darkness nor shadow of death where the workers of iniquity may hide themselves. And then in Psalms 139, verse 7 through 12, the psalmist says, Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. And if I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. If you want to turn a few pages with me, I invite you to to uh, Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 3. We're just establishing that the Lord is everywhere by looking at multitudes of witnesses in Scripture. Uh, Proverbs 15, 3 says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching on the evil and the good. Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 23 and 24. Am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can anyone hide himself in secret places? So I shall not see him, says the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, says or declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth? And then if you would, in the New Testament, the book of Hebrews, chapter 4 and verse 13 says, And there is no creature, there's no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him, to whom we must give an account. One more reading. Go back to uh, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28. Matthew 28. And we'll be reading the 18th through the 20th verses. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It's one of the great attributes of our God is that he is omnipresent, omni meaning all and present means everywhere at once. And so if you That's a compound word. If you put those words together, it means that God is everywhere at all times. He is everywhere at all times. And Scripture establishes that message. Now, we just read a handful of places where Scripture emphatically says that the Lord is everywhere, there's nowhere that he cannot go, nowhere he is not able to enter. Uh, Even if it's the darkest place, his light shines there. Even if it's the lowest place, he will go to the depths of how low it is. There's no place that's too high and lofty that he can't obtain it. There's not anywhere that our God is not. So here's one of the things that we have to consider is then what causes the Lord's presence, which is everywhere at all times, to be manifested Or in demonstration. Since God is everywhere. At all times. Without exception. What causes him. To reveal himself. To make himself known. To manifest himself. Since he's everywhere. And since it's his will. That everyone know him. Why doesn't he just. Show up. And introduce himself. And manifest himself. To everyone. And just end all the doubts. End all of the. The all of the speculation silence all the mockers and scoffers why why is it that that he chooses to be everywhere at all times without exception around the world in the heavens in the earth in the in the heart of the earth how is it that he can be everywhere all consuming all powerful all knowing all present god why doesn't he just show himself to be all of those things to everyone and just let let sort of everything unfold the way it needs to. Let the, let the doubters doubt, but then let those that need to see, to believe, believe. And then let's end this thing and let's move on to the next chapter in biblical history where we just go and are forever in the presence of the Lord. Well, that makes perfect sense to us in our logical mind. But since God is much wiser than us, he chooses to reveal or manifest himself to those who seek, to those who ask, to those who knock. And, and since he's everywhere at all times and he's always at work, and he's at work, Scripture says, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So even in what we might describe as the worst case scenario, he is still at work. He is not dormant. He is not inactive. He is present in that situation, in that individual's life or in those circumstances. He is not absent. He is there. But he will only reveal or demonstrate or manifest himself when someone begins to move in his direction. Scripture says if we draw near to God, he'll draw near to us. And so... He has revealed himself in many ways, and we've talked about this, but just as a point of remembrance, creation reveals the glory of God. Christ revealed the glory of God. Our own conscience tells us there is the glory of God because eternity is in the heart of every individual. So every single day, God is revealing himself in those three ways, to everyone. How they respond therefore dep- depends on how he responds or how he will respond to them. So we can sum it up by saying that faith is what causes God to reveal himself or make himself known or manifest himself in someone's life. Or belief that God is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Of those that diligently seek him. So God is not hiding. He's waiting to reveal himself and he does so whenever a heart gets hungry enough to begin to seek him. And they're diligent in their seeking him. They will find him. I want to give you three ways in which in which faith can manifest itself. But before I get there, let me remind you that faith also gives substance to the things hoped for and is the evidence of things that are not seen. Even though they're not seen, they are real and they are present. Just because I can't see something doesn't mean it's not real or it's not present. And so faith believes, even though I can't see, I believe because there's enough evidence in the things that I can see that it helps me to know the things that I can't see are real and they're eternal. So this natural world that we live in and all of creation tells me that there is a creator, that there's a design, there's a designer. And so faith is what allows the Lord or gives Him permission to reveal or to manifest or to reveal Himself unto us. So here are three ways, simple ways, and there's more than this, but these are things that you and I can do every day intentionally, right, to cooperate with the presence of God, which is everywhere. Three ways. Number one, we can pray. Whenever you pray, you're expressing faith. You're expressing faith in God. And that's what real prayer is all about, is communing, fellowshipping with the Lord. And you have to believe that he is in order to do that. And you have to believe that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So when you pray and when I pray, that is an expression of faith, We believe the one who made the ears hears. I believe that. I believe that because scripture tells me I'm made in his image, in his likeness. And that his ears are open to my prayers. So my faith teaches me that God hears prayers. Therefore, when I pray, I am exercising my faith. Jesus taught us how to pray. And then Jesus instructed us when you pray. So Jesus' expectation is that we pray, why? So we can experience God. When we pray, we experience God. We just don't download a bunch of burdens. We experience God. And God in what way? God in His presence. He is ever-present. He is everywhere. He is omnipresent. So we talk about the presence of God and we need to learn how to cooperate and practice the presence of God every day in our life. No matter where we are, we can pray. Scripture says we can pray at all times in every season and pray without ceasing. So you don't have to be in a particular position to pray, like kneeling or standing or lying before the Lord or in a location like in this facility or on a mountain the way that, you know, uh, the, uh, Samaritans used to believe that it's on this mountain that we, we encounter God and worship. Uh, and Jesus said, no, God is spirit and therefore His spirit is everywhere at all times and you and I can pray anytime, any place. And when I say experiencing God, I'm not talking about having some out-of-body experience. I'm talking about having the assurance and the confidence in that moment that you're connecting with God and He is partnering with you. You're partnering with Him and His work and His will is being done because I am demonstrating faith. And faith pleases Him. So prayer is one way that you and I... Can intentionally experience God. There's times where in prayer. I felt just as dry as cracker juice. That's pretty dry. And yet I had this assurance and confidence. That I believe. Because I ask according to his will. And since I ask according to his will. I believe that he heard me. And since I believe that he heard me. I had confidence that he was at work. He was at work. Now, if I wouldn't have prayed, I wouldn't have had that confidence or assurance that he was at work. But since I prayed, I have that confidence. Secondly is praise. So praise isn't just something that we do corporately when we gather on Sundays and Wednesdays. It's a lifestyle that Jesus has called us into to praise the Lord. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, the name of the Lord is to be... What's the last word? Praised. Praised. So, sunrise to sunset, and if you're like me and you get up in the middle of the night a couple times, then in the evening ain't we got fun. Right? So, we can praise Him, and you praise Him for who He is. And I believe that that's one of the, the wonderful aspects of our relationship I can praise him yes for who he is and what he's done I can I can praise him for his work that's going on and I can praise him for answering my prayers I I can praise him for multitudes of things but praise is something that is pleasing unto the Lord I believe that he hears I believe he receives that praise and I believe that that allows me to experience him one of the great truths about praise, and it's given to us in Scripture, is it actually stills or quiets the voice of our enemy or our accuser. It actually is a weapon that we can use when the enemy is speaking. We can lift up our praise unto the Lord and we can silence our adversary, our enemy and because when you're praising God, the enemy cannot stay in that environment. He cannot stay in that environment. When you're praising, when I'm praising the Lord. Number three. Way that the Lord can manifest through faith. Through your faith and my faith. And you all have this kind of faith. And that is your acts of obedience. Whatever the Lord has Put on your heart to do that's in line with his word and his will. That's what you're called to do. So whatever he says to do, do it. And when you do it, you you experience the presence of God. And when I say experience, once again, the presence of God, I'm talking about having this confidence, this assurance, this peace that you are doing what's pleasing unto the Lord. The Lord will will do that as I mean will reveal himself in manifold ways or in personal ways as it's necessary or as it's as it's needed. Um, And so I just want to encourage you that we're not seeking an experience. We're desiring to live a life that's pleasing unto the Lord. So those are three ways Three ways in which faith can express itself in praise, in prayer, in obedience. Therefore, let's take a look at one example here in Scripture. We're going to look at an example in Scripture in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8. Here's an example of faith of someone who believed God's word and experienced God Picking up in the fifth verse, it says, now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth then jesus said to the centurion go your way as you have believed so let it be done for you and his servant was healed that same hour what an incredible story and for our purposes tonight is The centurion, Jesus was willing to come personally to his home. And the centurion had such great faith, he says, not necessary. If you'll just speak your word, my servant will be made whole. And he was. He understood that that God is everywhere. And when God gives a word and speaks a word, that word is going to come to pass. And just like. Soldiers are under authority. This was a man under authority. Now he was under the authority of Jesus. You're under the authority of Jesus. When God speaks a word, that word is going to come to pass. God is everywhere. God is at work. And I want to close by making a couple of statements and remarks. So where is God at work? We've learned that God tonight is at work everywhere all the time. He is currently at work in everyone's life by his spirit around the world. We need to believe and be aware of where he is working and where he is inviting us to join him in his work. Because then we once again will experience the joy of God's salvation. Uh, recently in Andover over Kansas it's 400 in population not a big community there was a church that was in decline sharp decline it with when you only have 400 people that live in your community there the community was down to one church this church had three people that were were faithful attenders and they got in touch with their denominational leaders and they asked for a pastor to come pastor three people in a town of 400 and the denomination was more prone to shut the church down so out of respect for the people's request and their faith they put out a call to pastors one man responded and he said i believe that god is everywhere he's at work in 400 lives in andover kansas we just need to figure out how he's working work with him And help those people to come to faith in Christ. So this is six months ago. He went. Last Sunday, they had 70 people in church. See, the reputation of Christianity and Christians has been for too long based on we do good things because we're good people. And people can see good people working anywhere. But when they see God working and can only attribute God working because people are applying their faith, then it convinces them that God is everywhere and potentially working in them. So I called this pastor because I think that's quite a testimony. And this is what he said. So I'm just passing this on to you. And I was glad he said this. Because I was thinking it, not that I'm a rocket scientist, but I was just thinking it and what he said just really comforted my heart. He said, God has brought unto us some of the most challenging people in this community, but he was at work within them and no one could see it until we started to open our eyes and recognize that he was showing up in the form of their anger their frustration, their brokenness, their addiction, their pain, their divorce. Because they were trying to fill a void in their life with all of those things that only Jesus could fill. They were seeking. They were just drinking from the wrong well. So we decided to serve them in all of their dysfunction, all of their brokenness, because we decided that God was at work. And everyone in our town was under conviction. They just didn't know who to put their trust in. So they were putting their trust in, right, Jack Daniels and Jim Bean and opioids, pornography. They were putting their faith and their trust and their reliance, you know, in their job or in their power or their position or their money. And all we did was help them to transfer Their belief onto Jesus. To transfer their trust onto Jesus. So the next time you run into someone who isn't a very happy camper. Not like happy Gilmore. They're not a happy camper. Right? Know that God is at work in them. Take a moment and pray and see if God would have you to be a part of his work in that person's life. And then let the Holy Spirit take it from there. God, throughout His Word, invites us to work with Him because He's at work everywhere. The fields are white. This is still God's world. Satan is a temporary resident. This is still God's creation. People are still his prized possession. When you pray for the lost. When you let your light shine. And when you live your life as if God is everywhere at all times. Because he is. You show this world. That you're not just a good person. You show them God. And that's what the world needs to see. They don't need to see a good guy doing one more good deed. They need to see someone who's trusting God to do big things. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.